0: 8-bit week begins at the Lunduke Journal starting right now. This is the Lunduke Journal podcast for January 4th, the year of our Lord 2023, the very first episode of the glorious, glorious, and highly nerdy new year. I have been looking forward to 8-bit week since we announced it oh, like 6 months ago we've been doing a new themed week almost every month we've had dos week that was a lot of fun we had haiku week we had pda week and now we have 8 bit week and i am i am super jazzed about it because 8 bit week to me as a as a child of the 1980s is sort of a return to that quintessential roots of computing. And I know, I know there was a lot of computing before the 8-bit era, but there's just something about those early 8-bit computers and the early 8-bit video game systems. That's when it really became popular that's when it really started to invade our homes and become truly, truly personal. It was an exciting time. It was a varied and diverse time. So many different types of computing architectures, so many different operating systems. It was was an amazing, amazing time in computing. And as we focus on 8-bit computing, and video games over the next week. My hope is that all of us, including myself, walk away having learned something new about that era of computing and video games. And at the same time, be given an opportunity to really reminisce about about what was great about it to relive the glory days of that period of computing to enjoy it and embrace it for what it was so i've got a lot of stuff that i have planned over the course of the week there's a number of articles that i'll be i'll be publishing some on history, some on video games. In fact, my very first article that I'll be publishing, uh, probably right after this comes out, is my list of my favorite Commodore 64 games. Right? I mean, it's a fluff piece. <laughs> if this were any other publication, you'd say, okay, this is this is just a random fluff. Top 10 video games from the Commodore 64, number 7 will shock you. I mean, that's what it is. But But I want to be able to reminisce about it, to relive it, and at the same time to explore some aspects of gaming in the 8-bit era that I, that I missed. So I'm going to start off with that and then afterwards we'll roll into some more hardcore history stuff, some, some seldom reported historical things, some new things that are happening in the 8-bit computing world. We'll just kind of go all over the place and we're not going to stick to any one given platform. So as you enjoy 8-Bit Week, feel free to go nuts on whatever 8-Bit computing or video game platform makes you smile right now. It can be one that you used back in the day, the late 70s or the early 90s. It could be one that you kind of wished you'd always had, but, you know, didn't because, you know, you just didn't have enough money to have that many computing platforms. I, I get it. I was right there with you. Or perhaps you missed that period of time altogether and you'd always heard something about it. And I know a lot of, a lot of Mac users are out there. If you've never had the opportunity to sit down and really invest a period of time in experiencing what life was like to use an Apple II, now is your chance, doggone it, because it was a magical time. There are there are so many great games, productivity applications, and the like available for the Apple II, so you know what, make it easy on yourself. Load up an Apple II emulator, there's scads of them out there. And just have fun. Uh, learn how to load software in an Apple II. Learn how to how to deal with file management in an Apple II. Learn about the various peripherals that were that were available to you. It's there's so much fun to be had there. And it will help you to better understand the roots of the company that you now utilize the products of. If you have an iPhone or a or a MacBook Air with an M45 <laughs> processor. Go use an Apple too. Just to, just use an emulator. You know what? I'm going to be mostly using an emulator all week. I know some people in the community have have hardware that they're going to be rocking out with. And you know I've got my fair share of 8-bit hardware tucked away in storage, but I don't have access to any of it. So what I'm going to be doing is focusing on emulators. Emulators galore for a number of different platforms. Oh, by the way, I should say, if you are not already signed up over at lunduk.locals.com, do that. Because that is where everyone can post pictures and videos and screenshots and, and, and little, little recollections of times gone past and, and what they're putzing with right now in the 8-bit world. And everyone can share all that stuff there. It is a great place for just coming together. As a community, and and bathing ourselves in the glorious eight bit lights, it just you got, make sure you've got an account over there. Um, if you have a uh, founding member or lifetime subscription to the Lenduk Journal, you already have a full account over at uh, lunduke.locals.com. If you don't, for some crazy reason, email me and I'll walk you through getting that all set up. If you haven't set one up yet, just go go get an account over there. It's, it's great. It's kind of the community aspect to the Lunduke journal of course you could always just comment on the articles and everything that i post over on lunduke.substack. 2 that also works just fine uh so what am i going to be doing well i'm going to start out the week commodore 64. I, I i thought long and hard about how i wanted to focus my time because it's just one week right and i don't just want to load up an emulator and say cool did that and move on i really want to just Embrace it. So what I decided to do is I'm going to start everything off in fun gaming reminiscing mode. Right. So the first, say, two days or so, I'm going to focus on Commodore 64 games and entertainment stuff. And demos and the like. And just really just go all in for fun on what is the most sold computer platform of all time. The Commodore 64. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Now, me as a kid, I did not have a Commodore 64. I had friends who had a Commodore 64. And boy, was I a bit jealous. <laughs> I mean, even in later years, when I had a, I had a nice 286 with a Sound Blaster card, and an, you know, I had an EGA monitor, an EGA video card at the time, and for most, most purposes, my machine was crazy more powerful than that Commodore 64. The CPU, the I had 10 times the RAM because I had 640K and they had a Commodore 64. And, and, and even though the Commodore 64 had that beautiful SID sound chip, I had a Sound Blaster 16. I'm sorry, the Sound Blaster 16 runs circles around a SID, at least for most purposes. Uh, a bunch of you right now are just flipping over tables. You're like, he said, what about the SID? Hua! And then you're going nuts. It's okay, chill. Sound Blaster, still better. Um, and, and so I, even though I had this crazy, more powerful machine, man, the Commodore 64. Did it have some great games? And it was just such a cool platform. I'm going to immerse myself in it. I'm just really just going to just 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 take a a dip into the pool of Commodore 64 gaming and just allow myself a chance to just play video games. I, I don't even know what I'm going to play. I, after I finish and recording and uploading this podcast, announcing it, and I'm going to post uh, 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 post talking about all the video games that I really like for the Commodore 64, uh, because I've already been playing a bit and I've kind of got my, my list already fine-tuned down, I'm going to let myself just play games for a little while. And yeah, it's going to be probably of uh, games that were on my top 10 list, but I'm just going to go nuts and just enjoy it because it's such a fun platform. After that, I want to start branching out into 8-bit computing options that I've never really spent time with. Like some of the some of the more Z80 type options, like some of the MSX machines, MSX and MSX2, pretty cool rigs. I've also thought maybe some of the Acorn-made machines like the BBC Micro never really dove into that. I'm not gonna be spending any time with the spectrum, not my deal. I just I just don't like it as a machine that much. No offense to the people out there who love it. Uh, it, it go go nuts. Uh, it's just just not my particular my particular cup of potatoes. Uh, but I'm just gonna kind of branch out a little bit and experience what life was like in some of those machines. And then at the end of my week, I'm going to wrap it up by seeing if there's one of those 8-bit platforms that I can utilize via an emulator and make part of my daily workflow in in a way that actually makes sense. So if if you've looked around at some of the emulators you know that some emulators have some pretty cool features including the the abilities to have some kind of sort of networking and modem emulation um fake printer support uh, someone posted over in lunduke.locals.com uh, just just earlier today or re- rather Yesterday, I can't remember what time, what day it was, about how there was one of the emulators on the Mac side of things that emulated a dot matrix printer. And when you went to print from the software on your Apple II emulator, it emulated what it would look like being outputted on a dot matrix printer into a PDF file, which is kind of cool. I mean, that's pretty cool, which means you can use all those old design and word processing and graphic artist software for the Apple II and spit the results out as if it were created on a dot matrix printer. Neat, right? So I thought, well, what if what if I take some of those ideas? And then there's a few other emulators that do that as well. Again, uh, go on over to lunduk.locals.com. You can find information on all that over there. But what if I can find the combination of an emulator of one of those old 8-bit platforms and some graphic design software to create a few cartoon strips entirely in an 8-bit operating system emulator and and software package available from back in the the 80s or early 90s, have it spit out as a PDF or whatever and then just kind of crop it and upload it as, as as a comic strip right? One of my traditional comic strips, but made entirely in an 8-bit system. How how cool would that be? (laughs) It seems like it'd be something worth trying, right? Let's see what it looks like. Let's see what the results are like. Let's see how fun the experience is trying to work that way. I'm I'm curious to see. It could be a nightmare, right? It could, the results could be bad. It could be really hard to use. It could be a lot of things. I'm going to give it a try. I've done some of this with later platforms like DOS. Like I use DOSBox and various emulators to run MS-DOS and FreeDOS and all that sort of thing. And you can do quite a lot of interoperability between modern platforms and DOS-based platforms. It's pretty easy to <coughs> Oh, I just swallowed a little bit of spit down the wrong tube. You're welcome, Internet. That one into the microphone is just for you. It's pretty easy (laughs) to to do that with DOS. But how easy is it to do with a Commodore 64 emulator like Vice or one of the many Apple II emulators? I'd like to find out. I'd like to really take a look and see how doable that is and how enjoyable it will be. So that's how I'm going to end my week. So January 4th through January 11th, is it? January 11th, we're going to run the whole week, PDA week, or sorry, PDA week was last month, 8-bit week, and we're just going to see what we can do. If you just want to play 8-bit video games on a Nintendo Entertainment System, or a Sega Master System, or something like that, go nuts. Absolutely enjoy it. You know, that counts. If you just want to play Commodore 64 games and that's it, great. But if you want to really go to town and use some real legitimate hardware, uh, maybe uh, maybe one of the Mister units to have some cool FPGA uh, quote unquote emulation of uh, of some old 8-bit machines, go nuts with that too. If you want to use some emulators and really just see how you can how you can incorporate an an Apple IIc emulated into your life, cool. I want to hear about it. However you go about the week, I want to hear about it. And heck, even if you just want to just reminisce with us about the coolness of old 8-bit systems, that's 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 pretty cool too. Uh, now, now, of course, the Lunduk Journal has, has a lot of 8-bit related articles that are already up there, uh, you know, talking about everything from, you know, uh, uh, CPM and Z80 expansion cards for Apple IIs and, and all sorts of stuff, uh, crazy historical stuff. We're going to expand upon that over the course of the week and just have a good time with it Uh, because really the 8-bit stuff it is a critical critical point in computing history like all i dare say the most critical because there was that was the point at which the computer became a thing That everyone had in the home. That became the point at which William Shatner and so many other people did commercials for Commodore and Dandy and and all these other companies. This This was the rise of the Radio Shack era, really. And it was, it was a truly amazing time. I mean, yes, there was 4-bit machines prior to the 8-bit machines that people were buying for use at home. And yes, after that came the 16 and 32-bit machines, and there was all an awful lot of them, and they were great. But those 8-bit machines, man, they were pretty cool. So basically, what we're looking at is the Apple line up to the Apple 2GS because the 2GS is 16 bit, so we're not going to be talking about the Apple 2GS, but the 2, 2E, 2C, the original Apple 1, all those are fair game. The same with the Commodore, the Commodore up through the, 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 the C128, good to go. The Vic 20, the Commodore 64, you're, you're all ready to rock with all of that. Then you've got the Atari 8 bit line, the 400, the 800. There, there's, a, there's about six or seven total variations in there of the, of the Atari 8-bit line. They're very, very similar architecturally, all of them. Uh, they, they do have some differences in the amount of RAM, the, the keyboard, the availability of expansion slots. There, there are some significant differences, but they're really the same base platform. Uh, in, in many, many ways. Uh, of course, you've, you've got uh, uh, some of the early Tandy stuff. You've got some of the Sinclair stuff, the BBC Micro from Acorn and, and all those different platforms. There's a lot of them. There are so many 8-bit platforms running on, uh, you know, everything from the 6502 over to the Z80. Just It's just all over the map. Pick one that makes you smile. Pick one that you loved using as a kid, or that you've always wanted to toy with but never had the chance. Load up an emulator. Uh, use the real hardware if you've got one. If you've got one of those misters, rock out with one of those two. Go nuts! And I want to hear about it. I want to see pictures. I want to hear what you're doing with it, whether it's working great or is just a total disaster. It's all interesting to me. Uh, so again, go over to Lunduke.Locals.com and uh, and let 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 folks know. Anyway, that's that's it. We've begun. 8-Bit Week is here, and it's it's going to be a fun week. It's going to be a fun week. Thank you so much to everyone for hanging out with me and doing these themed weeks every so often. It's, it's cool to get us outside of our comfort zone. Like, I loved when we did Haiku Week, and so many of us that don't necessarily use the Haiku operating system with regularity gave it a chance. And and watched other people giving it a chance and saw the highs and the lows, which there was plenty of both. And I, I love that. Breaking us outside of that comfort zone. Now, after 8-Bit Week, we'll be announcing all of the upcoming themed weeks. And there's going to be a big variety of them. Uh, we're going to do one around BSD. Uh, there's going to be at least one that's going to be more programming-centric. We're going to go all over the map. And we're not going to do these too often. Less than once a month. We want to make sure we give, you know, five, six plus weeks between each themed week so we can all get back to our normal lives and our regular computing and and give us a chance to see if any of the things we did during that last themed week stuck, right? Like if we do an eight-bit week now and we flash forward, say five weeks. I think there's going to be some of us that are still going to be loading up regularly games on their machines to play them. Uh, one great example that I I kind of expect people to get more into is eight bit video game and computing emulation on Android phones. It is a remarkably mature thing right now. Like if you want to run a Commodore sixty four emulator on your Android phone, you got options, man you got several options to choose from a lot of them with their their ups and downs but you have a lot of variations on the open source vice emulator and other things that that allow you to play all those commodore 64 games on the go you want to play want to play sid meier's pirates or ultima 4 or what have you on the go in a commodore 64 on your phone absolutely viable absolutely viable and i i expect When all is said and done that me, you, and probably a lot of other people might be more regularly incorporating some of these aspects of 8-bit computing into our regular lives. I expect probably most people to go, well, that was fun. I learned something and had a good time. Now back to my 64-bit land of happiness. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I expect some of us will, will will kind of incorporate more into our lives and because uh, realistically there was just so many great games and great pieces of software and truly unique and interesting pieces of hardware that that were in that AP period. Anyway, uh, thank you again to everybody for hanging out. Again, go over to lunduke.locals.com. Post there. Post questions. Post observations. Little historical tidbits. Uh, Just, just details about what you're doing with whatever eight-bit platform you want. Even if it's just, I dusted off my Nintendo Entertainment System, found an adapter, and hooked it up to my TV, and I played it today, and it made me happy, because that. That counts. That absolutely counts. All right, everybody. I hope you get to do something a whole lot of fun and really, really nerdy this week uh, because I think a lot of us will be right there with you. All right, everybody. I will see you later. End podcast.